take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 4, Chapter 6. Today, I'm interviewing Cam Woody, the one and only from Pioneer Balloons. She's such a sweet, wonderful soul. She's so helpful, and her decor is phenomenal. If you've been into floats, uh, her designs were just amazing. I want you to enjoy the interview right away and after that some funny story and a tip and before that just let us remember that this show is sponsored by Brody's Balloons and Brody's Balloon Stock Up is now already released in the 2.0 version which has a super quick barcode scanner and all of the latest QPAC products. I hope you enjoy this chapter of the Balloon Artist Podcast. Let's go right into the interview with Cam Woody. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi coming to you again from Float 17. And today I am with the amazing, the wonderful, the charming Cam Woody. Cam Woody works for Pioneer Balloons, but she has quite a career. We'll hear all about that and what uh, Cam's uh, work is today for helping the industry grow and helping the industry, you know, uh, succeed with the d- different designs and so on. So hello, Cam. Hello, it's great to be here. Thank you. Before we go into the details of what you do these days for Pioneer, please tell us about your journey in the balloon industry. Okay. Well, I didn't originally start out in the balloon industry. Originally, I have a degree in graphic design from Fort Hayes State University, um, a small college in western Kansas, but um, a very mighty college, I have to say. I graduated from there in 1985 and went to work in Wichita at um, an advertising agency. I was there for about seven or eight years. I received a phone call from Stan Weir one day, who was an art director at Pioneer Balloon Company, asking if I'd be interested in interviewing for a position that had opened up. We um, knew each other through the community of graphic designers there in Wichita, and he was familiar with my work, and they had a position open for a graphic designer on the Balloon Images magazine. And at that time, Balloon Images was just starting out. It was a small publication. The circulation wasn't that big yet because the balloon industry was just in its infancy. And when was that? Oh my. I started in 1993 at Pioneer Balloon Company. So they had just gone from the one color balloon images to starting to publish four color balloon images. Uh, back in the day before you had the personal computers and everything, you, you did the paste stuff, you sent it off to the printer to take care of the design. No Photoshop, so everything was, you know, shot perfectly and just had to be perfection. But I didn't know anything about balloons when I started there. So part of my job, when I sat down, he says, well, we want you to come up with the ideas for the magazine. Um, you're supposed to give people in the industry um, ways to make deliveries, interesting deliveries. And it's like, I, I hadn't even really tied a balloon at that point. So I was fortunate that whenever we had a photo shoot that we needed for the magazine, they would bring someone in from the industry. So it was like having private lessons. So it was it was wonderful. It was the best way to learn. 
So we had some of the very early influences on me were like Peter Lasagno came in for several photo shoots. Um, Debbie Vlamis at the time um, had helped me, part of the Vlamis family that had her own bloom business there. Of course, the much loved and missed Linda Bruce was one of, very strong influence on my work. And uh, so anyway, that's that's how I started my training. And uh, and so you were forced along the the years to create so many designs and to uh, to grow. How do you feel when you are done with a design? Do you ever had a like a situation where you are, you then heard about someone you saw a picture of it? How did it make you feel? Do, do you see that? I do. I love it when I can see my work done by somebody else. That's, I feel like my job has been accomplished if I can see people creating what I've given them the idea to create or expanding on the creation. That That's even better because I want people to get the idea and take it and make it their own idea. Uh, don't just don't uh, see the color and think that's the only way that it can be made. Use your mind and expand it and see how else you can apply it to your work. Cool. So, uh, how, how did your career evolve? Because nowadays you are actually the art director in Pioneer and, uh, I can't even start to imagine all of the implications of that. Just, just let's try and start and just go. What, I, what my day is? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> okay. So, um, the design position evolved into the art director position and Pioneer publishes two magazines, Balloon Magic the magazine and Balloon Images the magazine. And they were both originally created for two different audiences. Of course, the twister audience, entertainer audience for Balloon Magic. The second magazine is for the decorator audience and, and also the people who have party stores and retail businesses. We try to give them ideas on way to build their businesses, help them grow. And this magazine is a magazine that is shared uh, how many, how often? Uh, both of the magazines are four times a year. And we're hoping with the new website, which is launching soon, within the next couple months, um, there for QBN members, there will be digital copies of Images Magazine available online. That, that's cool. Yeah, we're uh, excited. <laughs> as a QBN, I am excited too. Especially if you... You will digitize the, the archive as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to go back a few years. We won't go all the way back because there's a lot of, there's a lot of magazines. <laughs> and I, I've found over the years that people collect the magazines as well. So they have most of the ones already, but we're going to try to go back five years. Nice. Yeah. And, and so you mostly work on the actual magazines themselves. Do you also have any footprint on deciding uh, future models for the balloons? Yes, yes. Um, I was fortunate when I started Balloon Magic, the magazine was just an, an idea. Marvin Hardy came to the company and said, I think we need to have this for the industry. He had been publishing books, but he wanted to have something that was more frequent and more accessible to all the entertainers. And so I was one of the lucky ones who at the very beginning got to work with Marvin Hardy as we formed the magazine. And that was a dream. <laughs> yeah. How do you select, what is the process of selecting the topics for the magazine? Uh, is there like a committee to decide who will, who will be the next, uh, um, high spotted uh, artist or is it mostly your decisions? Uh, we, we monitor the social media and we also at these conventions, we, um, watch people who are here and just kind of see 
keep an eye on them and see what their work is like. We look for people who do original work or have some kind of some technique or tip or knowledge that is going to help many people. So it's not it's not necessarily about building the fame for the person who is being interviewed, but it's more about how can this person help the industry grow. And uh, what do you think about the state of of uh, of the industry in the whole? Um, do you see uh, any shift or, or changes that are on the macro level from where you stand? I do. I see a lot of changes. It seems um, balloons are very trendy right now. You'll find them in all kinds of advertisements, in store windows. You'll see them all over the Internet as far as Pinterest and party scenes. And they're just very trendy. But there's also a brand new audience who are interested in balloons. They're seeing these and thinking this is the first time they've ever seen them. So they're adding their own touch to the style that we create. I think the perfect example of this is the organic, is what we're calling it, which is the organic style is a very random style with lots of different sizes and it, it looks like chaos, but It can't look like chaos and still look beautiful, so there is design involved in making the organic um, appealing to people. Yes, and, and that really started uh, only a year ago or so, uh, maybe a year more? I think it's been a little bit longer, but I think it's spread very quickly, and so it seems like it's only started a year ago. Yeah, I, th I think maybe because of Pinterest and the way it works, then... It just boomed significantly. Yes. yes. Um, I also think that round is very popular right now. I see a lot of anything that is perfectly round is um, trending. You'll see the big three-foot balloons, the big cloud buster balloons, and the bubbles, the clear bubbles, very elegant and simplified. Um, all of those are very appealing to a large portion of the population. Do you choose designs by yourself or do you also like get ideas from other artists out there in the field? I am always looking for inspiration. Occasionally I'll find a design that I think is perfect and we will contact that person and say, we would love to show this design in the magazine. You know, can we have permission to do this? And if the photography is not a, a good quality, then we'll go ahead and recreate that in the studio and shoot it. But for the most part, a lot of my designs... I'm giving a project from the company and they say, this is our new product. This is what we want to show. And so I need to create some kind of design based on a particular image or balloon that we want to promote. Well, so what would you say to a balloon artist that wants to go into decoration and he's, he's overwhelmed with uh, so many options? Maybe they need to go to YouTube. Maybe they need to do the CBA. Maybe they need to go to conventions. Uh, what would be your take on, on how they should uh, proceed into a career in decor? I think it's really important to get education. Um, people have different learning styles. If you can learn how to do balloons by watching YouTube videos, then I think that's a wonderful place to start. But it's really important to go to a convention or go to some kind of seminar where you can get hands-on work, you can network and share ideas with other people. That is invaluable. And then when you do run across something that you don't know, you can say, oh, I have someone I, I, have someone I can fall back on and I can call and ask. And um, this industry is one of the most sharing industries I've ever experienced. And 
I just don't know that there are any others out there that are like that. So um, it's important to become a part of the community and learn and grow as we all elevate the industry. So uh, you start by going to conventions, you, you start to learn, to educate, maybe a bit from YouTube, maybe a bit from, from other sources of information, and eventually you get, reach the point where you go to the conventions, and then you see that some people are doing their practical exams and that are becoming CBAs. So what would be the benefits in your eyes on becoming a CBA? Okay. Well, Pioneer established the QBN program, which stands for Qualitex Balloon Network. And it was originally designed based off of what the florists do. They have the FTD program in the U.S. where you're able to to call on anyone in that network and know that they're going to be able to create whatever design your customer wants. So your customer can come to you in this state and then they can order it for another place, a friend they have in another state, and you have assurance that that design is going to be the same. So the QBN was based on that same sort of concept. We wanted to create a curriculum that people could learn skills and they would be reliable and usable, understandable, and we would know that they were capable of creating something the same across our whole network. So we established the program. There's um, DVDs that you get into to learn. You learn how to do decor. You learn how to do deliveries. You learn about business. You learn about design. All of this is important to your business. And there are rumors that the QBN curriculum is being uh, updated soon. Can you True. give us a give us a hint about uh, about maybe the timeline and where, what what should we expect on that? Okay, we're updating the curriculum. I really don't have a good timeline because we're hoping to have our classes instead of on a DVD. We want to have individual videos so that short videos so that you can go back and get information quickly if you know specifically what you need to know or I oh, I can't remember how to do that. I can go find this link and get right to it. So that is our goal, to have that revamped. But in the meantime, with the new website, there's going to be a lot more benefits available to QBM members as far as being, being easy to get to instruction sheets, knowing exactly which products you need to order to create that. And also, um, if there's a particular product that you like, you'll be able to see inspiration for that particular product and whether or not there's something available for instructions. So we're hoping that... The benefits of that will help all our QBN members grow. And then as part of the QBN, the ultimate, you know, finishing the QBN program has always been the CBA, which is, stands for Certified Balloon Artist. And for that, you have to test your skills because most of the tests are online and we just want to make sure that people are actually doing the work because you could have somebody take a test for you online and not do the work. So we want to make sure that you did study and that you know what we've set out to teach you. And so for the CBA test, we have duplicate bouquets, a duplicate column. You have to tie knots that are important to um, rigging. And then you also um, have a little bit of twisting in there just to make sure you're comfortable with that. Then you get to create two of your own pieces there's an oral exam, so you can um, let us know that you studied. And it's it's a very stressful time for people. It shouldn't be, but everybody that I know has taken that very seriously when they take the exam. And um, 
I'm very happy to say that we have seven new CBAs here from Float, and they all did an excellent job. They they had a study group the night before, and uh, they were they were prepared and ready for their tests. It was pretty exciting. And. Uh um, yeah, that was really a nice uh, opportunity for them to get relaxed before the before the actual test the night before. I was actually there uh, with Joette, and it was quite uh, uh, an opportunity for everyone to kind of remind themselves why they're here and what uh, what are the things that they need to tackle with and uh, they passed so it's uh, it, it worked <laughs> yeah it works and, and they, they did their homework so mm -hmm. they, it's because right. of them uh, so uh, but what about the new curriculum what can you give us a hint like what type except for splitting it to different videos which I uh, mm -hmm. definitely see the benefit of that uh, what other kind of changes sh uh, should someone expect from uh, the new uh, tests so okay. process. Well, we realized that a lot of the curriculum is outdated. It was established in 1993 with a little bit of updating um, since then, but uh, it's been quite a while since it's been updated. So there are new products that aren't even included in the videos. So for sure we're going to have that. Um, we are getting advice from many people in the industry as far as what is important and what needs to be in the curriculum and I promise it'll be a solid program. <laughs> Wonderful. Is that something that is under your responsibility in Pioneer? No, actually we have a marketing communications department and Susan Fleming is the head of that and she is working with Katie Lee who is our education person and uh, they are working on the curriculum and all the education that we offer through Pioneer Balloon. As you can see, the the curriculum is is being updated. There's a lot of value there for knowing how to create different designs and for updating, uh, for uh, making sure that you have all the needed skills to run a balloon business uh, and a balloon decoration business. And uh, I I'm happy for Pioneer to update this curriculum and I'm happy to be a certified balloon artist because that was a milestone for me in my career in 2014 when I uh, did my CBAs. So, uh, Cam Woody, I'm so thankful for all the things that you do for the industry, your passion for details of making uh, our lives uh, joyful when we see the new product and the new options and, and how to build them together. I always when I get the My Magic magazine, I, I go to the last pages and I check those new designs and I think about it and uh, how to do it and how to improve it. And, and so you, your passion for details and for uh, making people smile uh, can really resonate and help other people make people smile. So thank you so much, Kev. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed doing that. Wow, that was so much fun. I really take away a few things like what's trending right now in the decor world and that is something that I trust Cam Woody because she has a very good eye and she she is in the position to decide all kinds of different designs what will go into images and you know she she does her best to choose well and I think she does I love her designs and I love her work on the images and on the magic magazines so kudos Cam Woody for the interview as well I'm working right now on three major projects which are course launches that I'm launching in the month of June and those launches are of 
three different courses. One of them is my flagship, the MAPC, the Modern Automated Balloon Business Course, which, as you know, is more like a program and not just a course. MAPC will open for a few days for new registrants. Uh, but I also am working on two other very fascinating projects. I don't want to give away too much information, but I do want to share with you guys the process. So during the month of May, we are actually, I have a team of a videographer and a website developer and me and a content partner. And we are basically doing all of the filming of the online course. Uh, we did one day just a couple of days ago and, and we're meeting again on Sunday and on Monday. And like the entire schedule is now filled with You know, bat mitzvah, birthday, shooting day, shooting day, birthday, and so on. So it's, it's quite crazy. Uh, but uh, I'm really passionate about making this good for you guys and something that is useful. I did a survey just a couple of days ago. Maybe you noticed on the mail. And in that survey, I asked you about one of the resources that I'm working on, which is a resource about comedy and clowning. That survey got so many answers and responses. Thank you so much for those of you that got the email and uh, checked the survey and answered it. Your input is crucial. And I have to say, I'm really optimistic because a lot of the things that bothered you guys are actually already taken care of. And a lot of other things, uh, you motivated us to improve so that the solution eventually down the road will be better for you. I had a really good experience just yesterday with testing some clowning ideas on a line walk situation, and that was so much fun. I actually managed by using some of the techniques and ideas from uh, this online course that I'm working on about clowning and comedy. I actually managed to, during the line walk, make a kid dance and imitate me and we took turns on dancing and everyone were fascinated about this kid who imitates me and we are both dancing in turns and people were laughing and clapping within the line walk they were not angry about the fact that it takes more time they were not uh, upset with anything they were just happy and entertained so that was like a very nice experiment on a line work setting where clowning is totally possible. The online course about clowning, I will talk about it in a future episode maybe. For now, I will leave it with that because we're still working on the creation of this resource and we're working really hard on building it from the ground up in a way that will be suitable for balloon artists. Clowning is not just about putting makeup on your face and the red nose it's totally different it's a it's a way of life it's a way of life of you know making people around you smile and that is totally totally doable even without doing silly stuff and that's you know that's why i partnered with the master of comedy and the master of teaching comedy for actual performers and entertainers um is that something that is good for a decorator you know what i think being funny is 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 good anyway but uh yet again the balloon artist uh, nation uh, has all kinds of balloon artists some of them are actually working directly on entertainment some of them are purely decorators and we all have uh, our own places 
and we can all enjoy some laughs around us. With that said, I want to thank you for listening to the Balloon Artist podcast week after week. And also, I want to ask you, if you didn't get my email, there are two options. One of them is that it goes into your spam directory or promotion directory. So maybe check that out. It's, you know, it's zv at balloonartistpodcast.com. Or if you're not subscribed to the emails, then boy, oh boy, you're missing up on some opportunities and deals and sales and coupons and even, you know, just information that is valuable. It's gold. So go to the balloonartistpodcast.com website and subscribe there to the email. There's so many ways to do it. Even if you just download one of the goodies over there, you could be subscribed automatically. Uh, thank you again. And I'll be seeing you next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast. This show is sponsored by Brody's Balloons. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Evie Kivi, Season 4, Chapter 6, The Tip Section. I would like to start with a short discussion about candy cups. Um, there was a discussion on uh, Balloon Twister Central, which is a Facebook group that I really love, not as much as the Balloon Artist Facebook group, to be honest with you, which, which is the one that I just uh, spent so much time in, but it's still a really cool group. And there was a discussion about how to sell candy cups, and someone said that it's really hard to sell them. And I just wanted to give a few pointers from my experience. I use candy cups as one of my higher-end packages, the way that I sell them is that I explain the benefits of having candy cups. And one of the biggest benefits of having candy cups is the fact that when you give candies in a candy cup, you control the amount of candies and you have a lid so the candies don't fall on the floor. So in fact, the bottom line is that the event is cleaner. Having an event that is cleaner is something that the customer needs. Uh, in addition to that, it does, of course, a lot of wow, and it is colorful and unique and special, so people are really happy to get them. I sell them as a bunch, so the minimum of uh, purchase is actually 30 cups. So you cannot buy the cups uh, one by one. You buy them as a, as a bulk, and then in, in addition, you can buy an extra, so an additional 10. Every uh, extra 10 costs more. Uh, pricing is, is very hard to compare uh, because I have different expenses and because they already paid a lot for the actual gig. And then the, the candy cups is just some extra money that I uh, charge from them, which is reasonably priced. And I have a lot more to share about candy cups and how to sell them, but I will leave this to another day. I promised you a funny story. So just a few days ago, I was going, uh, I was wrapping up on a gig, a birthday, and I had my huge case and the speakers on top of it. And I was going into my, into the elevator while talking to my wife on the phone. And I was putting the phone on top of the speakers in the elevator, going down to the f uh, ground floor. And then when I tried to go out of the elevator, uh, while actually still speaking with okay reception with my wife, um, the, the, the wheels of the box uh, of my equipment 
were unable to get out of the elevator because of this uh, st- small step that was blocking it. So I was climbing on top of my boxes and I was basically raising my box from the outside of the elevator so that I will be able to pull all of my equipment. And the funny thing that happened, and you will decide what tip to take from it and what lesson to learn, is that because my phone was on top of the speakers and I was lifting everything, I basically created a really cool slide for phones, for iPhones. And my phone was very happy. And while I was pulling away the equipment, my phone was sliding on the slide. It was sliding from the speaker's box and into the elevator shaft. Uh, and in elevators, in that specific building, building, there was a gap of two centimeters, like an inch of gap between the elevator and the first floor. Just two centimeters, but enough to allow an iPhone to go whoosh down the elevator shaft. So my phone basically, while I was talking with my wife, my phone used the slide and went down through the two centimeters gap exactly down the elevator. And uh, I, I noticed this was very similar to the way in Star Wars, where the Death Star exploded. That was exactly the same experience in terms of just a very thin two centimeters gap and the phone just went through it. I was kind of shocked. I tried to see if I can get to the phone. My wife call was disconnected due to bad reception inside the elevator shaft. And then I went back to my customer, told him, hey, Did it ever happen to you that some of your guests uh, dropped their phone into the elevator shaft and they said no? And I said, well, it never happened to me as well, but it just did. So um, we called the company that are the technicians of the elevator and they came in 30 minutes. They charged us 90 US dollars. Me, they charged me. 90 US dollars and uh, I got my phone back and it is all good and working and that was basically me paying 90 bucks for a really cool story to share because and boy oh boy I'm going to use this story and uh, every time I t- tell it I will like I, I'm willing to pay a buck for a good story so You know, that's like 90 times that I can share this story of the phone sliding on the phone slide exactly into the gap uh, of the two centimeters of the elevator. I hope you've enjoyed that story. I hope you will mind the gap. And with that, uh, I will leave you to chuckle and see you soon in the Balloon Artist Podcast. See you guys.